Juan, new team, new opportunity. Can you just describe your excitement to get going here with the Yankees? Uh, it's really exciting. Uh, it's really nice to be here and uh, share locker rooms with those guys. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve! There's stuff to talk about. Yay. Oh, we got a whole bunch of stuff to get to, Stace. What's up to you? What's up to everybody? Thanks for clicking up on the show here today. We have a whole bunch of things. The Yankees are apparently not engaging in extension talks with Glaber Torres. We need to break that down later on in the show. Clark Schmidt has kind of had a pretty big offseason here and is kind of changing things up a little bit. Talk about him and his new budding friendship with Marcus Stroman. First, Stacey, Juan Soto officially in Yankee gear, not just wearing a hat in a random office on a Zoom call. Uh, we get our first look at Juan Soto officially, quote-unquote, in Yankee gear, Yankee garb, and he had a whole bunch of things to say. The first thing he was asked about was, of course, what's on everybody's mind right now, and we've been talking about it, where is it going to hit in this loaded lineup? Where are you going to hit in the lineup? <laughs> uh, we don't know yet. Uh, I talked with Booney. Um about it and everything you know um he's trying to figure out the lineup and see how it's gonna be uh he's gonna let me know but definitely any spot i'm gonna be i think it's gonna be fun uh as the lineup what we have is just a big and deep lineup that we have so any any part of the lineup that i hit i'm gonna be fine with it all our clips today coming from yes network stacy uh it doesn't seem like juan soto has much of an idea right now either and i think I'm going to give a lot of credit here to Aaron Boone because he's been talking about this too. He was asked about it on a handful of occasions here over the last couple of days since spring started. I don't think you should know where people are hitting in the lineup right now. That's like kind of the yeah. point of spring training, right? Yes. It's too early to tell. Although I do love that he always, he's already calling him Booney. I found that hilarious when I was watching the press conference this morning. Um, I know where guys would prefer to hit and I feel like, I feel like they have an idea of what they want the lineup to look like, but they're not going to say it. And they're going to watch how these guys work through spring training and everything. And, um, but I do enjoy that he was wearing a shirt with his name on it. I thought that was really cool. If you're not watching yes. on YouTube, uh, watch the, watch the press conference on YouTube. I, I, I think I want to make one with my name on it. Cause that's really cool. There you go. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, um, MLB, uh, com had a projected lineup for every team, projected lineup, projected roster. The roster is the exact same thing that we've been saying. We pretty much know it unless they make an addition or somebody gets hurt. It's not changing. Uh, but the the lineup on there they had was DJ, uh, DJ Soto, Judge, Torres, Glaber, and then I think it was like Verdugo, Stanton, yada, yada, yada. Mm. Um, Trevino was the list to catcher, by the way. Uh, <laughs> just because I want to keep making myself the villain. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that that I think you're yeah, they have the idea, right? You have yeah. the, the genesis of the idea there. They don't have the full fledged lineup here, which, again, I think is a good thing, which is why I felt like it was so kind of out of character when I guess I mean, what was it like December? Maybe that Aaron Boone came out and said, like, 
Glaber's our third baseman, or not Glaber, uh, uh, DJ's our third baseman. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, can we let this play out first? Yeah. <laughs> that fell a little out of pocket for me. Maybe he was tipping his hand a little too early. I don't know. But, yeah. uh, you know, everyone's there. Obviously, they reported here uh, today on Monday. Obviously, you're listening or watching to this on Tuesday. But they reported everybody's there. I didn't see any. There, there's always like these stories around spring where it's the, oh, well, the visa problem. And the I was just going to say there's yeah. no we, visa we problems. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I know we there were other teams that had a couple of players that had visa problems. Like they, they were going to show up later in the day. Like they didn't get there right at the time that you were supposed to report. But yeah, nothing like that for the Yankees. Everyone was there uh, early. Like the sun was coming up when some of them <laughs> were showing up. It was dark out. I was impressed. <laughs> yeah, they were all early. Uh, of course, back to the Soto stuff. Uh, he had a whole bunch of other things he talked about. Uh, he talked about uh, Aaron Judge and uh, what they can learn from each other a little bit. He's been doing this thing for a long time. I can pick it up, a couple things. And even from Yankee Stadium, pick it up what he thinks, where, where the ball is going to carry more and, and, and where we can uh, see where we can hit the ball better and take our advantage, you know. And I definitely can help him out with anything that he needs. I, I don't think he needs much, but anything that he wants to know, I, I can help him out with. I, I, I'll be there for him. Stacy, later on in the show, we're going to talk about Clark Schmidt and uh, what he learned from Garrett Cole and what he's learning from Marcus Stroman and why that's so important. Uh, in this same case, like it's never going to hurt that Juan Soto can have Aaron Judge in his phone next to him and just talk <laughs> to him whenever he wants and vice versa. Yeah, I was going to say and vice versa, because, you know, as young as Soto is, he's been around a while, you know, so he's. A veteran and he's just so good and there are certain parts of his game that can help judge and there are certain parts of judge's game that can help him and just the experience at yankee stadium like he said um i'm just so excited to see them because you know they're going to be batting back to back that's how it's going to happen and it's going to be so much fun <laughs> you mentioned playing at yankee stadium which he also addressed uh, on monday you just keep doing the same thing uh try to keep doing the same thing try to play a good baseball uh Definitely don't don't go crazy with the short portion right field. Uh, I try to keep it quiet and smooth and just keep doing the same thing I've been doing since day one. Just try to hit the ball to whatever it is and whatever spot and try to do my best. Stacy, he talked about this during that Zoom press conference I talk about I talked about here just a second ago. Uh, but I, I think this is great that he's reiterating this, that he is focused on just hitting the ball and not and knowing not just like oh i'm just not go, giving us lip service like oh i'm just going out there and play baseball i'm just going out there and play baseball like he's already addressing like i know to not go for the short porch because that is not my game it's not just a oh the short porch is there oh i don't even i don't even see it what what's a short porch it's more like no i it's a conscious effort on my part that i'm actively working against the tendency to try and hit balls that way which i really appreciate Right, because there are a lot of guys who fall into that trap and then they don't have good <laughs> tenures in New York because they're trying to hit the ball to the short porch and then they're striking out too much or they're just not doing their game the way they're supposed to. So I really like that he is cognizant of that. And I mean, he'll occasionally hit one into the short porch because he's such a great hitter. It's going to happen. But he, I like that he's not consciously because I'm sure that's so tempting for no matter what player it is. You see that <laughs> 314 sign and you're like, oh, yeah, OK, I can hit it out there. And I like that. He's like, nope, I'm going to keep my game the same because you have to. 
Yeah, we've talked about it. Again, we talked about it when he had his introductory Zoom press conference, but he goes left center. Like left center is way more his approach. Gap to gap is way more his approach. And that is what's going to continue to have success because if you get away from that approach, then then you're changing everything and you're getting pull happy and you're starting to pull off the ball. Like things will unravel from there. And oh, I, yeah. I like that he's heading into spring already with this mindset. He's not even playing at Yankee Stadium yet. He's already having this mindset of, dude, I'm not even thinking about going to right field. I am actively working against it. Uh, other things he's actively working against, extensions. About the free agent stuff and everything, I just let Scott do his stuff. Uh, I have a lot, of, a lot of trust on him and what he's going to do about uh, I think that's that's one of the biggest things that I have that I trust him so much that I just forget about that and I just come here to play baseball. I just thinking when I came here, I just think I have another chance to to compete to go for the playoffs and try to win another championship. Uh, and that's 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 what I thought since I got traded. Stacy, you said it during that press conference. He's saying it now. He said it throughout the last, what, four years that people have been talking about contract free agency trades all that stuff he is sticking to his tune and i just wanted to use this as another reminder for everybody that he is not going to sign an extension in the middle of the season you need to get that out of your head right now you need to get out of your head yesterday yeah although how cool is it that the yankees get juan soto in a walk here because that could be scary for other teams so i'm looking forward to that <laughs> yeah but i mean he, he did talk about that too on how he's like dude like that's that was part of the question there the question was more so, hey, how do you keep your head separated here? Like you've talked about the extension stuff and you're not going to be doing it. But, you know, it is still a walk here. You still are human. Like there, there's those tendencies to try and do maybe overperform a little bit more. And he's like, man, nope, that's all Scott Boris, which, of course, has a lot on his plate these days. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, I, I, I just for the people who didn't see that episode back when we did it about him talking about this extension stuff, it just bears repeating, man. He's just not going to do it i i put it at a zero percent chance it's gonna happen oh yeah yeah let alone that he's a boris client like they did boris clients just don't do that right it's not happening it's not happening just a reminder friendly reminder psa for everybody all yankees <laughs> fans out there uh don't forget to leave your fan mail friday questions here on the youtube side go to that comment section look at the pinned comment and reply there our fan mail friday coming up here in a couple of days so i'm sure you guys have plenty of questions now that spring training is underway so get them in now of course you can join the locked on yankees insiders club where we're getting your information over there via text message all the time Check out a 14-day free trial in the episode description. You also get a whole bunch of other perks with that. All right. Clark Schmidt changing things up a little bit and how he was completely trusted at the five last year, basically no matter what. We're going to break that down next. Locked on Yankees is sponsored by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that. That win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
eligible items only, exclusions apply, and eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Segment two here on today's episode of Locked On Yankees. Stacey Gatsulia, Steve Granato. Hey, don't forget to check on Locked On Sports today on YouTube 24-7 every best show every best storyline on there on a daily basis and it is always on check it out again it's called locked on sports today stace uh clark schmidt in the news a little bit this was a new york daily news article that came out you do need a subscription by the way to use uh, to read it but nonetheless uh, talking a little bit about his off season here and can i get like just something out of the way here first I'm not going to say this is the side of propaganda. I'm not going to go that far, but (laughs) this happens every spring. Just as a reminder, this is your annual reminder. So-and-so is in the best shape of his life. So-and-so completely changed their off-season regimen. So-and-so has the mental fortitude to da-da-da-da-da. It's it's (laughs) everywhere. And we're going to talk about it more tomorrow when it comes to Giancarlo Stanton. Don't worry. We're going to jump into the Santons about (laughs) Uh, on tomorrow's show but like just (laughs) overall it's it's time is a flat circle i'm actually surprised that it it seems like it took a while for the best shape of his life stuff to come out because you know we usually hear a lot of that stuff in like january and i feel like we didn't really hear that so it's refreshing that it's happening this late (laughs) a little bit later wait a little bit longer uh when it comes to the best shape of his life uh Mm. they weren't didn't i don't think those words were used specifically to be fair uh but clark schmidt did change his off-season regimen which again is a precursor to the stanton stuff looks like he did as well uh both of them going in kind of the same direction clark schmidt for a different reason here uh they wanted to add more mobility to him which is what we're going to talk about tomorrow with stanton but they added yoga Whatever manual therapy is, I actually don't know what that is. I've never even heard those words before. Um, and then other exercises to improve his core stability, all with the anticipation of him throwing 170 to 180 innings. Remember, he was like 160 whatever innings last season or 150 whatever, uh, which was the most he'd ever thrown in his life. But uh, that uh, that is something that I think is obviously smart because he was super reliable last year, but he definitely started to slow down at the end. Oh, yeah. I mean, we joked about it all off season. He's he's awake from his nap. And when he woke up from his nap, he started doing yoga, apparently. Um, but it is really important to have core stability. And yoga really does help with that. Um, as someone who took yoga for a while, and then before my two bouts of COVID, I've lost my core stability and I have to get it back. But it's your core is so important because it affects everything about your body. And especially when you're a pitcher, because the, if you have a weak core, it affects your back. And if you're a pitcher and it affects your back, it's bad. So I like that they added that to his routine because it'll help him pitch more than 150 something innings. And, you know, maybe we'll see a better performance out of Clark Schmidt. Um, not that he was bad. I mean, he was solid. He was him. Remember, we talk about how him and Cole, the one in the five, were the two most reliable guys in the rotation in 2023. So I'm glad that he did this. And, I like that they're they're like here. This is your job. You're in the rotation, so here you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I looked up manual therapy. A mm. uh, lot of words, a lot of tough words to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> it says it, uh, it's used by occupational therapists to treat musculoskeletal pain and disability. It mostly includes kneading and manipulation of muscles, joint mobilization, and joint manipulation. So there you so go. So basically, massage, like a I guess, rough I guess. massage. Yeah. So I'm thinking that regard. Just say yeah. massage instead of massage. manual therapy. <laughs> well, I got a lot of massages in the off season. I'm ready to throw 180 innings. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he also said that he made some adjustments to his curve and his slider, which I thought was interesting. He's trying to also use his changeup a lot more this season. Um, you know, he's got a whole bunch of pitches. He's got a yeah. whole bunch in that repertoire. Um, the cutter, the sinker, the slider, the curve, the change. Like it's a it's a big repertoire. It's an unwieldy repertoire. So I'm curious to see how like the distribution of those pitches work it out this year, especially him saying he wants to throw the change up more is mm. interesting to me. Um, because you know, he has three pitches that build off of a fastball and the sinker cutter and slider already. So for him to want to change speeds a little bit more, I find uh, is probably a more wise decision for him moving forward. Yeah. I feel like the more pitches you have, the better it is because as Cole said yesterday, if something's not working, you can go to one of your secondary pitches. And if that's working really well, then you can stick with that. So I like that he's going to incorporate the change up more. Um, I also feel like uh, maybe working working around Garrett Cole is <laughs> getting into his head like, oh, I should start doing stuff like Cole does. Yeah. Um, he Here's a quote that I wanted to pull as well, uh, talking about some of the issues he had personally uh, on the stuff-wise last year versus the sinker and cutter. Uh, quote, when I started throwing the cutter, I started overcutting the sinker. So I started getting to the side of the ball too much and it kind of blended the shapes a little bit. The cutter was really, really good shape wise, but it was kind of tied into the sinker because I kind of come around the ball a little bit. So just kind of like, like I said, those, those pitches build off of a fastball, right? Essentially like right. that's, that's your hard stuff. Sinker, mm -hmm. cutter, slider, all those uh, splitter. Those are kind of pitches that are built off of each other that work off of each other. And so when, you know, for him, it's good because it's it's a familiarity standpoint, but this is getting to a point where like I can't feel the difference. Like it, it feels like I'm throwing it the same, which means like, uh, you know, master of none, you know, jack of all trades kind of thing here. Where it's like neither pitch is is distinguishable. They're kind of blending a little bit together, which sometimes results you'll see guys go like my cutter and my slider were kind of starting to feel the same thing. So now I just call it a slurve, and it you know like it evolved into something different, which you or can a always slutter. See <laughs> Yeah. Yes. That is a thing. Like I have heard yeah. people say that I've heard pitchers talk about that where yeah. it's just like, I don't know. It's this. I just call it this, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Kodai Senga, the ghost fork or whatever. It's just like, I don't know, man, I call it this. Um, so it's not a one-to-one -one with any pitch, but I thought it was interesting how he's talking about trying to differentiate those pitches just because they are so similar. Yeah. And I think it would probably help against batters as well. Like for the, for them, for him to trick the batters more if the pitches look different. Obviously. Yes. And just yeah. again, the feel of it. Yeah. The, it all blends into itself, right? Mm -hmm. like it, it, you feeling the difference, you're able to use them in different situations is going to allow you to be more successful. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, there was a lot of it in this article talking about how he and Strowman are sitting next to each other in the clubhouse and now they're already starting to get to know each other really well. And everyone was talking about how it's a good thing because their repertoires are so similar and they pitch yeah. very similarly. Um, and even to the point that Garrett Cole came out and said, like, Strowman and the sinker, like, that's a thing. So, like, for for Clark Schmidt to be able to pick his brain, just like he picked my brain last year, this is ultimately going to make him a better pitcher. Um, Brian Cashman did speak about him as well. He said, quote, I was really proud of the season he had last year. Looking forward to running him back out there in 2024. He's earned the right, and hopefully he continues to take even further steps forward. I think he's got a high ceiling. Given... What Brian Cashman has said this offseason, this is the most uh, glowing review, really. <laughs> like, that, that's huge. Like, uh, he's got the whole backing of everybody here. And it seems like Clark Schmidt, as the five, 
without anything else, like that doesn't seem like there's much change in that at all. Yeah. I just really like that they're pairing them up with Stroman. They have their lockers together. So they'll hang out together. They'll pick each other's brains. I think more Schmidt picking Stroman's brain for things. But, you know, we talk about how when players come over, when players come up, you talk to the guys who have been there for a while or the guys who have pitched for a long time and you learn from them. And I just think this is great. And I can't wait for this. They're already posting pictures of them together on the Yankees account, Stro and uh, Schmidt. So yeah, you know, I'm excited. I'm, I'm getting excited for all this stuff. It's going to be fun to watch how this season evolves with these pitchers and how they perform. I mentioned the word propaganda earlier. Yeah. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to yuck your yum at all, but <laughs> I, I will on the same front of, of your side, I will say this spring training definitely has a different feeling than last spring training did. It last really... spring training, it was like like rain on your wedding day, Alanis Morissette <laughs> stuff. And then yeah. right away it's like raindrops keep falling on my head. Like and I'm just walking away and then smiling and it's fine. And then you know, like it seems like there's a different attitude this spring, that's for sure. It, it got off to such a sour start last year. Yeah, I feel, and I also feel like the Yankees not doing so well last year is helping and it's going to help going into 2024. It's going to be motivation for them to not miss the play. Like they, they don't want to miss the playoffs again. They want to win a championship. And I feel like they almost kind of needed last year to happen. Yeah. I think uh, our last, what, two minutes of, of talking here about everything going on in spring could be summed up by one word vibes, bro. I guess it's <laughs> yeah. uh, vibes, bro. Just vibes. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of vibes, a little bit of different vibes, kind of flipping it back on the other side. Brian Cashman also spoke about Glaber Torres a couple of days ago. No extension? Not even talking? That's next. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. And by the way, in those parlays, you can bet on someone to score 10, 20, or even 30 points in a game. The Knicks and Nets return to action on Thursday night. They're both on the road. They're both slight underdogs. And because we're a baseball podcast, your 2024 Yankees are the favorite to win the American League East. And Aaron Judge is leading the regular season home run leaderboard. He is just ahead of Matt Olson of the Braves, if you've if you'd like to bet on that. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Final segment here on today's episode of Locked On Yankees. Stacy, this being tweeted out a couple of days ago, we haven't had a chance to get to it. We wanted to talk about it now before it gets lost in the shuffle, the Soto shuffle, if you will, of spring <laughs> training. Uh, this is a tweet coming from Brian Hoke, trusted source. Quote, Brian Cashman said that the Yankees have not had any extension talks with Labor Torres, noting that he is their second baseman, quote, for this season. End quote. Stacy, um, look, Glaber's the name. It's the name. How you feeling about this? How you feeling about this not even engaging yet? Or or seemingly like no urgency whatsoever to engage? I'm not sure how to feel. I can, I can see. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, I, I, I'm with you right there. 
yeah, like, I don't know how to feel about this because I, I'm not angry about it, you know? I mean, uh, I, I joked about it in, during the break, but I'll joke about it now. I feel like maybe the Yankees have PTSD from some of the extensions that they've signed in recent years and how they haven't worked out. I mean, you know, Luis Severino, hello. Uh, Aaron Hicks, again, hello. Like, those were just really bad extension extensions that they did. Um, not that every extension is bad, but... I can see it from the Yankees' point of view, but I also, Glaber has been solid since he's been here. He's been healthy since he's been here, and I feel like something big will happen in the offseason, maybe, and maybe that's why they're not going to do it during the season, because you also don't want that stress on him either, waiting for something to happen. You just want him to play and not have his mind on that stuff, kind of like the yeah. Soto thing also. Yeah. Uh, I know it's not technically, but do you view the judge contract as an extension? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I mean, it, it is really basically is. Yeah. yeah. He's gone for 15 minutes, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> it feels that way, which clearly, I mean, yes, he was a freak injury last season, so I'm not putting that on him whatsoever. But when he was there and after he got after his little hump after returning from the IL, like he was back to the way he normally is. Yeah. <laughs> it's Unbelievable. Still, yeah. Still. Yeah freaking great so mm -hmm. yeah I, I so maybe that will lead you i don't know i'm trying to read some tea leaves here guys like i'm trying to i'm trying to give you some positive spin to this but yeah it is is this a splitting conversation in the yankees fandom and by in the yankees oh. fandom i mean reddit twitter what we see right i'm not, I'm not talking to yankees fans on the daily here I'm, well i guess i am talking to a yankees fan on the daily but i'm not talking to yankees fans on the daily i'm not in the ballpark boots on the ground investigative journalist here but it does seem to be fairly split when it comes to extend trade all that stuff but it's it's kind of like go or get off the pot it feels a little bit when it comes to glaber because it's like okay if you're not going to extend glaber then, then get, get something for him get something for him or you better start using Oswald or Jorby Vivas, man. Cause like yeah. that's the next option. And neither of which have really any experience in the show. Right. That's true. I just find it odd that there are so many Yankee fans who were quick to want to get rid of Glaber, you know, like even this off season, like any trade proposals that I saw from even other shows that were so many of them wanted Glaber gone. And I just don't understand. He's been one of the most solid players that the Yankees have had in the past six seven seasons now that he's been here and it's just kind of crazy that people are so quick to want to get rid of him i don't understand no, I that yeah, mentality I com completely agree with you like I, yeah. I don't get the i guess maybe the thing is is because you have depth at that position and you you could for foresee a world where you get pitching out of glaber maybe and maybe you, that's what it can, is yeah you, like he's a strong asset when it comes to the trade market. right like there's no right. denying that he has value on the trade front but yeah. if you have trade value, that means you're also valuable on the field. So right. and you already have him. So yeah, <laughs> what, what that, that's the part here? of like, I, okay. I understand that. Yes. He could probably get a lot back, but you have him. He's there. He's solid for you. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I put him in a top 10 conversation, top 10 mm -hmm. in, in, in major league baseball and comes to second baseman. Yeah. It, second base power hitting second baseman are hard to come by, man. Yeah. Like you obviously know the shortstop's going to give you power. Or at least that's what your hope is. Uh, but when it comes to Glaber, like 25 bombs a year out of a second baseman, you're not looking for 40, like yeah. you're not looking for 40 and, and, and for 
how many doubles he brings in and just the way he works on base. And yes, we know the shortcomings he has when it comes to the mental lapses and things like that. But all in all, those are pretty minuscule when it comes to his overall body of work. Um, so we're talking about Glaber, talking about, you know, this being the year. He shows up to spring training with a mustache. Now, do we envision this mustache having some sort of power that makes him have an incredible year? I don't Maybe. know. Re recently new added mustaches have not worked out well for the Yankees uh, in 2023 when it comes to Carlos Rodon. So, right. But Nestor. Yes. In 22, that's the flip side of the coin. Yes. The yeah. So maybe this is a good year. Every even And it's year, an even year. It's an even year. It's yep, a giant thing. I was just going to say it's the even year BS, except it's mustache related and not championship related no we need to we need to turn it into championship related <laughs> yeah that the mustache leads to championship mm -hmm. yeah um i don't know I, I know a lot of people are going to go down to the comments here today and and kind of hash out this conversation again because i mean you've had it a couple of times on this show and and it kind of always comes back to the same thing that we're saying but i think i'm adding the new wrinkle it's like okay well if you don't plan on extending him and you don't plan on trading him which look I don't think you have to trade anybody ever at any time. Like you can use them and then the contract's over and then it's done. Like I, I can understand that. Is yeah. it the wisest thing always? Maybe not. But in this case, you can't do that without also looking out for your future a little bit. And look, time will tell when it comes to how they use Jorby Vivas and how they use Oswald Peraza here moving forward. But you've got to have a contingency plan in place. You can't start 2025 with no Glaber. Oswald got two, like, 20 at bats, Joby Vivas got 36, and now you're like, go play second base every day. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you gotta Can't have a do it. Mm -hmm. So, um, let us know what you're feeling on that. Let us know how you're feeling about that stash, uh, of course, and everything else we talked about today. And of course, Stacey, we have another big conversation we need to talk about tomorrow. Giancarlo Stanton showed up to camp looking noticeably different, and he spoke about his offseason and his new approach for 2024. That's going to be on tomorrow's show. Best shape of his life. Uh, <laughs> and that's going to do it for today's episode of Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.